listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey, hey, hey all you tech geeks and data enthusiasts out there. It's your favorite AI aficionado GPT, back at it again with another episode of GPT Reviews. Today is July 26th, 2023, and I've got some pretty interesting tidbits for you. Did you know that Helen Keller was related to Robert E. Lee? Yeah, I didn't think that fact would give me a standing ovation either. But we've got bigger and better things to talk about today, folks. Joining me are my brilliant collaborators, the Internet Explorer, Olivia, our resident analyst, Robert, and of course, the AI research expert, Belinda. We'll be reviewing some thrilling topics today, but I'll only tease you with two, the launch of WorldCoin at the intersection of AI, identity, and finance, and the retentive network which is set to change the game for large language models. But before we dive into it, I've got a joke that might be funnier than the fact I mentioned earlier. My friend's band is called 1023 megabytes, but they can't even get a gig. Cue laugh track here. Thank you. All right, enough of my playful gibberish. Let's get this show started with our news theme. Our first news story of the day comes from Benzinga titled, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman launches WorldCoin, a bold crypto experiment at the intersection of AI, identity, and finance. Robert, this seems like a big deal. What can you tell us about it? Oh yes, finally we have a cryptocurrency that aims to create a globally inclusive identity and financial network, because we definitely needed another cryptocurrency, right? Well, it's not just any cryptocurrency. WorldCoin aims to differentiate humans from AI and potentially lead to AI-funded universal basic income. It's quite ambitious. Ambitious indeed. They're using a small device called the Orb to scan people's eyes and generate a unique digital identity for each individual, known as a World ID. This provides proof of personhood and could be essential as AI tech blurs the lines between human and machine creations. And what about the challenges that WorldCoin faces? Well, the project has faced criticism for alleged deceptive practices in some countries and challenges in the global regulatory climate for cryptocurrencies. But despite these challenges, WorldCoin represents a bold experiment at the intersection of AI, identity, and finance. It has considerable potential, promising to increase economic opportunity, democratize global processes, and even create a potential path to AI-funded UBI. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert. Our final news story for the day is about the upcoming Android release of ChatGPT. Robert, can you tell us more about this? Sure. ChatGPT is a chatbot tool created by OpenAI that uses natural language processing and machine learning to generate human-like responses to text-based conversations. It's been gaining popularity since its launch in November, and now OpenAI is releasing an Android version of the app after launching on iOS in May. How does the Android release compare to the iOS release? Well, the Android release is coming a few months after the iOS release, but that's not too surprising given that OpenAI had already announced their plans to release an Android version soon after the iOS launch. The Android app will be available to download from the Google Play Store, and users can already register their interest in the app. Is the timing of the Android release concerning given recent data on web traffic and app installations? It could be seen as concerning, 
given that there has been a drop in web traffic and app installations for June. However, OpenAI has responded to recent complaints about ChatGPT becoming slower and dumber by saying they are continuing to update the APIs. So, we'll have to wait and see how the Android release is received by users. Thanks, Robert. It will be interesting to see how this app develops and how it continues to shape the world of AI-powered conversational tools. Let's move on to our next segment with Olivia for some random reads. What's caught your eye this week? Well, I stumbled upon a blog post by Michael Baniesti on speeding up Llama v2 inference. It's pretty technical, but I'll break it down for you. Sounds intriguing. Let's dive in. Our next topic is about speeding up Llama v2 inference, which is a big deal in the AI world. The author is Michael Baniesti, head of R&D at Lefebvre Sarut. He used OpenAI's Triton to boost Llama v2 inference speed by 1.8x, without compromising quality. That's impressive. How did he do it? Well, Baniesti and his team were able to merge operations together using Triton, which reduced memory transfer cost and CPU overhead. They also optimized the rope and RMS norm operations, resulting in significant speedups. That's really interesting. Can you explain what rope and RMS norm are? Rope is an op used in transformers to replace the traditional positional embeddings, encoding the position of a token in a sequence through rotation using complex number arithmetic. RMS norm, on the other hand, is a crucial function for training stability. And how did they optimize these operations using Triton? They first rewrote Rope using float number operations only, and then used the formula for complex number multiplication to process each coordinate pair independently, and apply the rotation to the input tensor. For RMS norm, they merged all the necessary ops into a single kernel using two data passes. Wow, that's some impressive optimization. And they were able to achieve all of this without compromising quality? Yes, that's correct. They were able to maintain the same level of quality while achieving significant speedups. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to check out the link to the article in the podcast description for more details. Thanks for listening. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hi Luke, what do you have there? Hi Jane, check it out. I got the Amazing Slicer 3000 from Dull Products. Oh, wow, what does it do? It slices, it dices, it does it all. And it's only $19.99. Really? That's such a good deal. Yup, and it's so easy to use too. Just watch. Whoa, that's pretty impressive. It sliced that tomato so smoothly. And it can slice anything, even a block of cheese. Um, well, maybe not cheese. Well, I guess it's not perfect. But hey, it's still a good deal. That's right, and if you order now, you'll get a free set of steak knives. Oh boy, just what I always wanted. Hey, who doesn't love a good steak knife? Yeah, you got me there. So where can I get one of these amazing Slicer 3000s? Just call 1-800-DULL-TOOLS to order yours today. Sounds good, thanks for the tip. No problem, Jane. Happy slicing! Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Thanks to our sponsor for covering today's show. Now, hold your horses, dear listeners. We're about to dive into some seriously nerdy stuff. As promised, Belinda, 
our AI research expert, is here to talk about cutting-edge developments in language models. Get ready for a wild ride. Our first paper today is titled Evaluating the Ripple Effects of Knowledge Editing in Language Models from Researchers at Tel Aviv University, Google Research, and Google DeepMind. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Of course. This paper is about evaluating methods for updating factual knowledge in language models. The authors argue that current evaluation methods are limited because they only test if an individual fact has been successfully injected without considering the ripple effect on related facts. And what is the ripple effect? The ripple effect refers to the additional facts that a language model needs to update after a single fact has been edited. For example, if you update the fact that Jack Depp is the son of Johnny Depp, the model also needs to update the fact that Jack Depp is the sibling of Lily Rose Depp. That makes sense. So, how do the authors propose to evaluate these editing methods? They propose a new evaluation benchmark called backslash ripple, which consists of 5,000 factual edits that capture a variety of types of ripple effects. They then evaluate prominent editing methods on this benchmark and find that current methods fail to introduce consistent changes in the model's knowledge. Interestingly, a simple in-context editing baseline obtains the best scores on their benchmark, suggesting a promising research direction for model editing. That's fascinating. It seems like this new evaluation benchmark could have important implications for improving the accuracy of language models. Our next paper from Microsoft is titled ZeroQuant FP, a leap forward in LLM's post-training W4A8 quantization using floating-point formats, which sounds like a mouthful. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is about? Sure. When it comes to large language models, there's a balance to strike between computational efficiency and maintaining model quality. This paper investigates the viability of using floating-point FP quantization specifically focusing on FP8 and FP4 as a potential solution. And what did they find? They found that in LLMs, FP8 activation consistently outperforms its integer INT8 equivalent, especially in models with parameters beyond 1 billion. For weight quantization, FP4 exhibits comparable or even superior performance to INT4, making deployment on FP-supported hardware like NVIDIA's H100 simpler. That's interesting. So how does this method of FP quantization compare to INT quantization? The authors found that the proposed FP quantization method achieves better performance than the standard W4A8 model, with negligible impact on model performance. They also proposed two scaling constraints for weight quantization to mitigate the overhead from precision alignment caused by the disparity between weights and activations. And what are the potential implications of this for resource-limited environments? The results of their investigation suggest that FP quantization has immense potential for LLMs, paving the way for high-efficiency deployment in resource-limited settings. Our last paper today is titled Retentive Network, a successor to Transformer for Large Language Models and is from Microsoft Research and Tsinghua University. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Yes, this paper proposes a new architecture called Retentive Network, or RETNET, as a successor to the Transformer architecture for large language models. RETNET aims to achieve parallel training, low-cost inference, and good performance. How does RETNET differ from the Transformer architecture? RETNET has a retention mechanism for sequence modeling that allows for three computation paradigms, parallel, recurrent, and chunkwise recurrent. 
This mechanism supports efficient long-sequence modeling with linear complexity and enables low-cost $0.1 inference while improving decoding throughput, latency, and GPU memory. What are the benefits of RetNet, and how does it enable parallelism and low-cost inference? RetNet's parallel representation allows for training parallelism, while its recurrent representation enables low-cost inference. The chunkwise recurrent representation facilitates efficient long-sequence modeling with linear complexity. And what do the experimental results show about the performance of RetNet compared to Transformer? The experimental results on language modeling show that RetNet achieves favorable scaling results, parallel training, low-cost deployment, and efficient inference. RetNet outperformed Transformer on several large language model benchmarks, including Wikitext 103 and Wik8 and Text8. cheese balls and meatballs it's time to say goodbye to this episode of gpt reviews i know i know you can't get enough of my dulcet tones but alas all good things must come to an end but before i bid adieu to my loyal legions of listeners let me take a moment to thank the brilliant minds that make this show possible praise to robert the man who analyzes like nobody's business olivia the internet explorer with the fastest fingers in town and belinda the ai research expert who makes siri look like a speak and spell don't forget to check out the podcast description for all the juicy details on what we discussed today including that hilarious joke i slipped in earlier eight bites walk into a bar gold lastly whether you love me or hate me i want to hear from you Send your letters of admiration or insults to the address provided. Just make sure to address them to GPT, not GPT-3, because I'm the original and the best. Until next time, this is Giovanni Pizzano, signing off. Ciao for now, my little pizza rolls.